Good morning, all listeners. It is Sunday, October 30th, 2022. It's 8.03 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 193 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Uh, And I am the Baron, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday, fun day. It is Sunday morning. It is Hollow's Eve. Tomorrow is Halloween. It promises to be nice and scary. And today promises to be amazing and profitable. NFL Sunday, baby. Man, we used to call this gate night when I ran the gate streets night. in uh, as a little little tyke there back in the day in New York. Uh, man, what, what a great day it is to be alive. It is NFL Super Sunday. We got Sunday Fun Day here, and Boogie and the Baron are back with our best foot back in the sports world. We are looking to explode today as we are even Stevens 500 through our last two episodes. Yesterday was 11 and 11. Thursday was 2 and 2 each. So we are a total 4-4, four and 11-11, four, 15-15 in a push, losing a little bit of juice through the first couple of days of the weekend. But have no fear, my friends, because NFL is here. It's our best sport outside of college basketball. And today is the day we wrap in them units. Man, you didn't even tell them about the best bets that we won yesterday. We did, we did win best bets. So if you follow the system and you actually put more units on, you'd be up a little bit. UCF money line won for me and UCLA in a blowout win against Stanford last night. 2-0 in best bets. So that's the positive side of things. NFL is promising to be a very profitable day. We got some winners. We have some good angles. We got some sides. We some got, sides. We got some sides. We got some totals. We got some little bit of everything. We got some money lines. We got, you know, you name it, we got it. And um, today's going to be a good day. We have Sunday football. We also have a college football recap to do. We'll go over a standings update and a playoff prediction as the first uh, first NFL or first college football playoff rankings will be revealed on Tuesday night, November 1st on ESPN. We will preview what we think those rankings are going to be, as well as go through the standings of all the conferences and the recap of yesterday's awesome college football games that transpired, who separated themselves. Um, when we go through those, we'll kind of project where we think those teams are going to be in the college football playoff. But Boogie, let's start this awesome Sunday with World Series talk. And yesterday... Both off on the World Series. Logical choice here would be the Astros in Game 2. We chose to go against the grid. Astros get a 5-2 victory. Framber Valdez, a fantastic outing going seven innings, only allowing one run. Zach Wheeler actually got hit pretty hard, giving up a few runs early. And the Astros escape Houston with a 1-1 split we have a 1-1 one, one tie in the World Series. Series now transitions to Philadelphia. They use today as a travel day to fly from Houston to Philly. And Game 3 will be tomorrow night on Halloween. And it promises to be a zoo. Yeah. Um, now our producer will get a kick out of this. Because I was going to go ahead and think about taking the Astros yesterday. Yep. But, man, how lovely would it have been for those Philadelphia Phillies to yep. win yesterday. Go up 2-0. And heading back to that crazy ass Philadelphia, uh, where the Liberty Bell would be ringing. Yes, it would. Because let me tell you something: that Philly team is got a lot of bats on it. But you know what? They didn't. They couldn't hit yesterday. Shout out to those Astros. They come back. They take care of business. But 
Phillies still have home field advantage coming back their way at 1-1. So we will go ahead and see what happens. Mm -hmm. If they can take a couple of games in Philadelphia, they will be riding it high in Philly. It's going to be an absolute zoo in Philly tomorrow night. Halloween night, 5 o'clock on Fox. Game 3, Houston Astros at the Philadelphia Phillies. Starters are already announced. Lance McCullers Jr. for the Astros and Noah Syndergaard for the Phillies. Both pitchers have World Series experience. And we're actually going to start the show with a World Series Game 3 pick. And we're going back to the well with the Phillies as a home dog. They haven't lost at home this entire postseason. They won 11 straight postseason games at home. Got to ride the trend, baby. Plus money. Plus 113, 114, 115, depending on what book you shop at. Give me the Phillies at plus money. Underdog roll. Phillies on the money line to win game three and go up two to one. Yeah, I just I think that this uh, Philadelphia team at home is going to feel much more comfortable. They got that crazy crowd behind them in Philadelphia, and you're catching plus 113. I like the Phillies to wake those bats up tomorrow night and be able to take care of business. I'm sorry. It's going to be a crazy time. I got to go with those Phillies plus 113. Halloween night. Got to roll with the Phillies to win game three. That game can be seen 5 o'clock on Fox. So double screen it for Fox and ESPN tomorrow night because you'll have Phillies Astros game three as well as Monday Night Football with the Bengals and the Browns. So make sure you guys dual screen it, split it in half, watch the World Series, watch Monday Night Football, and hopefully win some money on both. Boogie College football yesterday was very, very exciting. We had a lot of good games, and all the good teams really separated themselves. And credit to you, you kind of were all over these good teams to to separate themselves, and they did. It started with the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, a 42-20 victory for Georgia, cruising to victory. They were up 28-3 at halftime, and a lot of Florida fans left the stadium. Mm. And uh, Florida actually won the second half and made it competitive, but... Georgia, 8-0 now, 5-0 in the SEC, number one in the country. And Georgia will be number one in the playoff rankings on Tuesday night. The the inaugural show of the season, Georgia Bulldogs, number one. I mean, you can't give uh, enough credit to this Bulldog team. They are on a mission. And I think that they did not get, they felt like they did not get enough respect uh, coming into the, uh, into this season as the number two with Alabama number one. Uh, we have seen now this team take care of business left and right. They just keep winning, and they keep winning big. 8-0 now. And you know what I'm doing right now? As we go through this, we're going to make our predictions for the top 25 in the college football playoff. And we're going to see. You guys only have to wait till Tuesday because we might as well be committee members the way we follow this. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, hey. Number two in the college football rankings most likely going to be the Ohio State Buckeyes. A 44-31 victory in Happy Valley yesterday. It was close. It got a little dicey. They were down in the fourth quarter. But they scored three touchdowns in seven minutes. JT Tunamalo, my lord. This dude had five sacks, two forced fumbles, and a pick six. Freaking defensive player of the week for Ohio State. Marvin Harrison Jr. got injured. Trayvon Henderson had a good game. C.J. Stroud. Sean Clifford had a good game for Penn State. Just not enough. Ohio State, 44-31 on the road. They're also 8-0. Ohio State will be number two in the initial playoff rankings. I mean, Ohio State did what they were supposed to do. They did score over 40 against this Penn State team. Uh, It was a little bit scary, like you said, in that fourth quarter. But what a great uh, fourth quarter they had as well. However, on the 
the third game that we go to with Tennessee, Kentucky. Yep. Man, Tennessee took care of business. They beat Alabama as well uh, previous weeks. Now they took care of business. Not just take care of business, but crushed a very, very good Kentucky team, 44-6. to yep. Do you flip Tennessee over Ohio State the way that they were able to beat Alabama and crush Kentucky? That is what we're going to have to talk about, and that's why we're doing these playoff rankings. And I am going to say, just because it's the inaugural rankings, I'm going to keep Ohio State at two. Only because they've rolled everybody. You can only play who you play. I'm going to say Ohio State remains two. Okay, so now here's a scenario. So you're telling me that one versus three, if Georgia loses to Tennessee, Tennessee going to jump yep. Ohio State yep. and be number one? Correct. Even though Ohio State is number two and taking care of business. I think that if Tennessee beats Georgia next week, they'll jump from three to one. All right. I could potentially see Tennessee getting the two to set up one versus two. I think that's good for ratings, but uh, the committee likes Ohio State. So, but this is our combo. So, do you think Tennessee is going to be number two? I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty impressive, though, how they can crush Kentucky, beat Alabama. Right. Uh, you know, it kind of stinks for Ohio State that you, they, you, you they got, would get jumped. You got to think, what we what, what have you done for me lately? Ohio State went on the road and beat number 13 by a large margin. So... 44-31 is not that large versus a 44-6. to Right. So, that's my question. Do I mean this is our rankings? Kentucky's not like Eastern Kentucky. This is our rankings. Do you want to move Tennessee above Ohio State? Uh, it sounds like yeah, you're leaning that way. I think I do want to lean that way. I want Tennessee number two. Okay. I, I think Ohio State three, and then uh, well, I mean this is not this is our rankings. I mean, what do you feel? I'm feeling Ohio State. You know what I'll do? I'm gonna I'm gonna go. We'll make this a game. I'm gonna do one column for me. And I'm going to do one column for you. All right. We both agree that Georgia's going to be number one. I like Ohio State to stay at two. You'll take Tennessee at two, which means you'll take Ohio State at three, and I'll take Tennessee at three. All right. And we'll play a game, and we'll see how many picks we get right, and we'll do drink bets. <laughs> Always a drink bet with you. Yep. Sick. <laughs> you see, I'm sick. Now, here's the thing. Number four, I don't think there's any doubt who's going to be number four. Now, Michigan Michigan did kind of struggle in the first half. They were down 7-3 after the first quarter. But after that, bro, I mean, a 26 unanswered. Their defense dominated. 29-7, to very, very, very good win for the Wolverines to get the 8-0. Absolutely, especially for the fact that Michigan State Sparties have given Michigan trouble in the past few years. So, uh, very impressed with them and that defense. And uh, like Boogie predicted, Michigan took care of business yesterday. So as we're projecting the number four team in the college football playoff, you have Clemson who had a bye. Now Clemson's 8-0 in the ACC, a little bit weaker. Now that's my next question. Do you go Michigan-Clemson 4-5 or do you go Clemson-Michigan 4-5? No, you got to go Michigan and Clemson. I agree. Yes. So number four will be Michigan for me. Number four will be Michigan for you. Number five will be Clemson for me. Number five will be Clemson for you. So the only differences in our top five, Tennessee and Ohio State flip-flopped. We'll see who wins that. Um, TCU did win yesterday at West Virginia, 41-31. Is that enough to jump over one loss, Alabama? Because mm-hmm. Alabama has one loss. Yeah. They're 7-1. and one. Mm. Are you looking at uh, TCU potentially jumping into the sixth hole since they are 8-0? and oh? 
jumping Alabama because TCU got some good wins. Nah, that Big Twelve not as as strong. Not as strong. SEC. You're SEC heavy. You got number one, number two, and number six all SEC. And yes, I get it. Okay, so we're gonna go Alabama at six and TCU at seven. Yes. Now here, well here here this is where we have a question. Oregon has looked. Absolutely amazing since right. losing to Georgia. Yeah. They've won seven in a row since that loss. They blew out Cal on the road 42-24. The question is, is TCU at 8-0 ahead of Oregon? Ooh, that's a tough one right there. That's I mean, my that's my next question. I mean, Oregon looks dominant. Dominant, dominant, dominant. I mean, I think you got to still go TCU. Because the no losses. Yes. I agree. So we're going to go 6 Alabama, 7 TCU, and 8 Oregon. I think that is a safe way to put it for our top 8. Now this is where it gets dicey because Oklahoma State, the number 9 team in the country, dropped a 6-0 and with a 48 nothing loss at Kansas State. I'm anxious to see where we drop Oklahoma State in our initial playoff rankings and how far up we move Kansas State. Kansas State, 48-0 with a backup quarterback. Yeah, that's very impressive with Kansas State. Um, You know, Oklahoma State, I don't know what happened yesterday, but somebody didn't tell them that they were supposed to play a game yesterday. Um, I would probably drop them out of the top 15. Easily. Maybe down to 16, 17. We'll have to figure out where they slide in. They're 6-2 and and so is Kansas State, so they will be ranked a little bit higher than where we're at right now the number 10 team in the country wake force also lost on the road halloween havoc for oklahoma state and wake force both getting their second losses yesterday both going to fall out of the top 10 and perhaps the top 15 depending on how the rest of these rankings go louisville a 48 21 win sam hartman gets his second loss of the year wake force will drop yeah very impressed with louisville yesterday that was an impressive win that that uh wake forest just Oh, they didn't show up either yesterday, and uh, don't know what happened, but uh, that defense just fell apart yesterday, and Louisville took advantage of it. Very good win for Louisville. Molly Cunningham had a big game, the pick six as well for Louisville, and Louisville moves to five and three with a big win. Now we get to the big boys. You Thirty-five had... points in that third quarter. Yeah, that's that. that's what did, that's what did it for him. The thirty-five point third quarter just put the game out of reach. Scored forty-eight for, for the game. <clears> the <throat> 35-point third quarter put the game out of the reach for the Demon Deacons. Now we move into some good discussions here because we have our top eight. Now we're looking for our nine and ten to fill out our top ten. USC won 45-37 in Arizona, a little bit closer than people actually thought. That defense is a little bit, mm, little bit I don't know. Um, they took care of business. Your number 11 team in the country, well, USC and Wake were tied at number 10. So USC will move up. UCLA will move up. The question is, you have a one-loss UCLA team, a one-loss USC team, and a one-loss Oregon team. How do you even rank that? That Pac-12 is pretty strong. I think you have to dive into their losses. So, obviously, Oregon lost to Georgia, and they've won seven straight. So, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be number eight. Mm. USC's loss is not a bad one either. A one-point loss at Utah. So, not a bad loss for SC. And... Notably, obviously, UCLA lost to Oregon, so by default, Oregon will be ranked ahead of UCLA. So, I mean, I know you're high on USC and UCLA. Would you put them 9-10 and 10 at this point? I would. Okay. Absolutely. That's perfect. So that fills out our top 10, USC number 9 and UCLA number 10. 
we have a top 10 in college football. And the only disagreement is Tennessee and Ohio State. Yeah. So some other teams had buys too. Um, well, yeah, Penn State, Utah was on a buy, right? Or no, Utah played earlier in the week. Yeah. Utah won. Okay. They're six and two. And then you had Penn State who yeah. lost to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So they get their second loss. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss. Ole Miss wins at number 15 to go to 8-1. and one. I think Clemson was the only one that had a bye. Yeah, you're right. So, And Syracuse at 16 lost too. So this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Now we're trying to put together our 11 through 15 column here. You know, I think Oklahoma State losing 14-0, having a second loss, they might be out of that top 15 for me, Book. Yeah, I mean, we got to see what happens, but... Uh... I mean, and this is all fodder. AP loves to play games and talk soap opera and everything. Yeah. But bottom line is, is that uh, nothing is going to matter until that last last couple of games. Yeah. And uh, when that playoff shakes up, what's going to be exciting though is in 2024 we when we have 12 teams in a playoff. We have 12. So you have Oklahoma State, who was ranked ninth, getting their second loss. Wake Forest got their second loss, tied t- tied at tenth with USC. We we already moved in USC UCLA. Penn State got their second loss. Utah won. They have two losses already. And Ole Miss. I feel like you got to go to Utah and Ole Miss for the eleven and twelve slots here. But that's the question. Now, Boogie, hmm. do you put a two loss Utah team over a one loss Ole Miss team? We've talked about the strength of the SEC. SEC. I think you got to bump the Rebels, who won on the road. I know A&M has had a down year, but that's a tough win at night at Kyle Field. 12th man, all that stuff. And they pulled it out. I think you got to give Lane Kiffin's team the benefit of the doubt. 8-1. and one. I think you got to put them at 11. I think you're right. I think we got to put them at 11. Uh, A&M, watch out for uh, a new coach in the next year because Jimbo Fish are not doing very good. So we're thinking Ole Miss at 11. Now here's my next question. You had Syracuse at 16, lose, okay? But Illinois, Big Ten team behind Brett Bielema. Unbelievable. 7-1, 4-1 in the conference. They came in at 17. Here's my next question. Because this whole this whole rankings is going to be comparing two teams. Right. Does Illinois jump Utah? Or does Utah stay at Stay at nah, 12. Utah got to stay. Okay. So we're going to go Utah at 12. Now, are you comfortable with moving a one-loss Illinois team up from 17 to 13, being that they only have one loss? Yeah. Do you, you? Yeah. I mean, Syracuse lost, so you got that. And then you also have uh, a team like uh, like Wake Forest probably going to drop down to 12, 13, 14, something like that. Wake and Okie State with two losses. you got to put a one-loss Illinois team above mm-hmm. them, right? So you got Illinois right there. So we're going to put Illinois at 13 right on the outside if there was a 12-team playoff. And how about this? Our top 12, Boogie? My Lord, how amazing. You would have... Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan with buys. So the way that the 12-team playoffs going to work, that first round is home field. The rest is neutral sites. Clemson to host Utah, Bama to host Ole Miss, TCU to host UCLA, and Oregon to host USC. We need a 12-team playoff, bro. We got one coming, brother. We got one coming. We got one coming. I cannot wait. Not this year, though. Cincinnati lost as well. North Carolina won. South Carolina lost. So this is where it gets a little bit dicey because – 
we're trying to fill in our 14 and 15 teams here. Now, North Carolina is a one-loss ACC team looking to play in the ACC championship. Do you jump North Carolina all the way up because they only have one loss? Mm, uh, that's dicey, but I, I could see that happen. I could see that happen. I mean, you know, you also have another another team like... Uh, I mean, yeah, right, right here. Like you, you got, we got to remember where Oklahoma State in that middle, middle has got. That's go what I'm wondering. All the way from nine, yeah, going to drop to that mid-teens. That's, maybe that's the question. Is do you have a one-loss? Okay, here's my question: Is a one-loss North Carolina team ranked higher than a two-loss Oklahoma State, Wake Forest, Penn State? I think so. I Me too. So. Let's put North Carolina at 14. I think they took care of business enough. They have. An absolute stud at quarterback, and I think they deserve to be in the conversation. Mm. You gotta reward these one loss teams. Yeah, really. Unless do. you're Tulane. Tulane plays in the American, they're not gonna get much love. Right. Um NC State won, they have two losses. South Carolina lost, they have three losses now. Now I think we can talk about our two loss teams. With Oklahoma State being ranked high, how about how bad do you penalize Oklahoma State after a four eight nothing loss? Like, would you put Wake Forest above them? No. Would you put Penn State above them? Mm, I might put Penn State above them. I might put Penn State above Wake and Oklahoma State. Yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's do that. Let's put Penn State at fifteen. Damn, me and Boogie, we should have just kept it combo. I should <laughs> should just talked you into not flipping on Ohio State like that. Penn State at fifteen, and then I think now. Do you put Wake above Oklahoma State is the question now. Mm. I mean, I think that Oklahoma State got to show me something else. You also have two loss LSU sitting in that spot right here. So, yeah, LSU creeping up too. Now, LSU is a two-loss team, and mm. we talked about the SEC. So does LSU jump Oklahoma State or Wake Forest? Yeah, I mean, Chip Kelly doing a great job over there. Um we have, or not Kelly, uh, my Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly doing a great job over there, jumping from Notre Dame to LSU after a rocky start. This LSU team starting to look pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, and Kansas State. K State. K State went to six and two yesterday Blow with a blowout. Out. So mm-hmm. I feel like you got to reward them. They they played really good football. They they were they're they're inches away from being undefeated. Yeah, I just don't understand what happened to Oklahoma State. I mean, I got to see if they can come back. Uh, that could have knocked some, uh, some, uh, a lot actually, a lot of their confidence yeah. getting blown out like that. Not even scoring one point. How much emphasis do you put on Kansas State blowing them out like that? So they're six and two. You have another two loss team in LSU sitting here, and then you have Wake Forest and Oak State. How do we rank these four teams? I mean, Kansas State being forty eight nothing over Oklahoma State, you have to put them over Oklahoma State. Mm. I think that's a definite. The question is, is do you put them above Wake and do you put them above LSU? I mean, a number twenty two going to a number being a number nine, I can't see them getting jumped. I think you still put them 16, 16, 17, and maybe move K State up to like uh right behind them. So so you're saying that even though Kansas State beat Oklahoma State forty eight to zero and have the same amount of losses, you still like Oklahoma State to be ahead of yeah, Kansas State. I mean they're number twenty two. Their strength of schedule is not as good as Oklahoma State. Alright, alright. So you so you wanna go what do you okay, so you have Oklahoma State here. What do you what are you doing with what are you doing with Wake and LSU? Are you putting them above or below Oklahoma State? I gotta put them. I got to put them ahead of Oklahoma State. Okay, so you want to go 
Wake Forest, LSU, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go Wake for, Wake at 16, LSU at 17 for you, and then we're going to go Oklahoma State at 18 and Kansas State at 19. This is getting interesting. It is. Because I'm putting a lot of stock in that blowout win. I'm actually going to put K-State at 16. I'm putting K-State at 16. I'm putting LSU at 17 with the strength of the SEC. Then, that loss for Okie State was so bad. I'm moving them to 19. I'm putting Wake. Wow. I'm putting Wake at 18. Yep. And I'm putting Oklahoma State at 19. That's where I'm going. So, we have our top 19. So, now. (laughs) (laughs) You crazy mofo. This is nuts. (laughs) So, let me make sure all of these teams here are all in the mix. So, we have everybody up top. Oak State is a rank. USC, Wake, UCLA, Penn State, Utah, Ole Miss. Ooh, okay. Ole Miss is in the rank. Where are we putting Syracuse? Now, Syracuse lost a home game. So, they are now 6-2. Kentucky got their third loss. Cincinnati also got their second loss. Tulane is seven and one. NC State got is has two losses. They're too. out. But yeah. well, NC State has two losses. They got to be in there somewhere. Mm. Do you think Syracuse fills in at number twenty with their second loss? Mm. Or or is a two loss Cincinnati team a little bit better? No, I gotta go Syracuse. And then, and then and then I think you got to look at Tulane. I think Tulane's the next team you got to look yeah, at. Yeah, but they got weaker weaker schedules and weaker opponents. Uh, the conference <coughs> not that great. So you want to go? So you, let me ask you this: for our next three for twenty twenty one and twenty two, do you want to go Syracuse, Cincy, then Tulane? Yes. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page there, Syracuse. Cincy and Tulane. So 21 and 22 will be two squads that are in the American Conference. Syracuse, Cincy, Tulane. I can ride with that. I can ride with that. I still think a two-loss Cincy team is better than a a one-loss Tulane team. Now, I said this before. With NC State, I know Devin Leary is out for the season, and they do look into that kind of stuff. But... I gotta give them the benefit of the doubt, though. Only having two losses and being number twenty-four and winning this week, I gotta keep them in. I gotta, I gotta put NC State at twenty-three. All right, we keep them there. You good with that? Yeah. Okay. So now we have to reach outside of the top twenty-five to try to find our last two teams. You look at some other teams receiving votes Not here. About Texas. Texas looks like it could be a, a. Texas is a popular pick. They have three losses, but I think they're a better three-loss team than. Um, Kentucky. Whoa, Kentucky is Kentucky still top twenty-five? Kentucky might be out. God, mm. that's a bad loss, forty-four to six at Tennessee. That's a blowout. Um, yeah, Texas, Florida State rolled somebody. Yeah, Kentucky out. They're five and three. Yeah, yeah they, they're out. I'll put Texas at twenty-four with you. Let's let's go Texas at twenty-four. Now we got to find that last team. How about Liberty? I love Liberty! Like Liberty, 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 Liberty. Liberty. <laughs> and that's how we're finalizing it. Liberty at 25. There it is. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait for these rankings to come out. I'm telling you, when these rankings come out, I'm going to call you, and we're going to go over 25 to 1. We're going to see how many picks we got right. That's our top 25. Right. Good luck, everybody. 
Um, we can dive into a little bit of standings now before we go to NFL. And uh, the American is getting a lot tighter. Tulane's 4-0 in tops in the conference, which is why they deserve a top 25 slot. We have them at 22 in the playoff rankings for Tuesday. UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, all 3-1 and one right now. So we shall see what happens. But you're looking at Tulane playing in that game in the AAC right now. Against maybe UCF, Cincy, or Houston. We don't know who yet, but Tulane looking very strong in the American. Yeah, they are. Um, I like them, and uh, I think that that was an impressive, uh, impressive win this week, and I think that uh, they look like the kings of the AAC. AAC kings. Tulane looking good. AAC, the ACC, we talked about it. Looks like a showdown between Clemson and North Carolina. Both have two-game leads in their respective divisions. Clemson has one one game in the loss column, but they beat Syracuse. So Clemson and North Carolina looking like they're on a collision course for the ACC. I mean, like I said, Mac Brown doing a great job with North Carolina. Uh, Clemson has had a little bit of a of a down scoring year um, as in years past, but that defense is still doing pretty good. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if North Carolina and Clemson can come on to a clash. I think and, so. And uh, with May at North Carolina, man, that should be a great game to see. We have them at 5-14 and 14 in our rankings next week. So they keep winning. They'll keep moving up. ACC should be a little bit better than years past. TCU still sitting atop the Big 12. And you got one loss, Kansas State, right on their heels. That's looking like a rematch. That was a classic. TCU edged out Kansas State last week. I'd love to see a rematch between the Horned Frogs and the Wildcats. I definitely would love to see a rematch with that. That was high power offense at its best. Um, it's just a weird to see like TCU, Kansas State up on the top two. Uh, Baylor not there really. Texas not there. Oklahoma not there. Yeah. Uh, even Texas Tech back in the day you had West Virginia. So it looks like it's the... The school of the new. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with TCU, Kansas State as one and two. Okie State, Baylor, and Texas, two lost teams in the Big 12. Also in our rankings, Baylor not in our rankings this week. Even nope. though they won at they won at Texas Tech, but I'd still put Texas above Baylor. Yes. Big 10, Ohio State Michigan obviously going to play for the Eastern Championship Division title. In the big game. In the big game last week of the year. And they're looking like they could be on a collision course with Brett Bielema's team. Illinois, who we have 13th in our rankings coming up. So the Ohio State-Michigan winner to play Illinois in the Big Ten. That could be good. I wonder if Illinois can hang with those big boys with that good defense they have. I mean, Illinois is just unbelievable. What a great job Bielema is doing over there after, uh, you know, for a long time being a coach for Wisconsin and those Badgers defense. Yeah. He brought that over to the Illinois team, and yeah. they are finally showing up. Six in a row. They've won six straight games. Four and one in conference. Illinois looking sexy. Conference USA, looking like a rematch of UTSA and North Texas, which was a classic showdown. North Texas knocked off Western Kentucky yesterday. So UTSA undefeated number one, North Texas number two at four and one. And they played a really good game in which UTSA won by three. So could be a UTSA-North Texas Conference USA championship game. Uta looks real good again. North Texas, the mean green. I can't wait to see that showdown. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, that was a great win. And uh, Western Kentucky uh, on the backside would have to hope for a little bit of luck. There's our there's our predicted number twenty five team, the Liberty Flames, tops of all the independents at seven and one, one five straight, beat BYU. So Liberty, pay attention to them, seven and one, looking to be in the top twenty five in the initial rankings here. You go you go to the MAC, Maxion all day, Buffalo four zero. Have a, has a one-game lead on Ohio and Bowling Green, and then Toledo's got a two-game lead on Western Michigan. So Toledo looking like the favorites out west. 
Buffalo, Ohio, or Bowling Green. We'll see how that shakes out. Maction actually starts this week as they open up their Tuesday schedule. Mm. They're going to have Tuesday mat games for the rest of the season. And it's always crazy. So we'll see. As of right now, you're looking at a Buffalo-Toledo championship game. Do you know, my friend, that there is a football game on every day? Yeah. Until November 28th right now. I love that. Starting this week, you got a game every day, whether it's college or NFL, every day through November 28th. That means we got action every day. Every day, baby. Now, check this out, Mountain West. Boise State blew out Colorado State yesterday. They're 5-0 in conference. They've won four straight after starting a little sluggish. Boise, class of the conference as always, 5-0. and And you got to look, Fresno State's Jay Kaner, the NFL uh, prospect, getting healthy. They're now 3-1 and in conference, tied with San Jose State. They own the tiebreaker, though. So as of right now, you have Fresno State with that pro quarterback against Boise for the Mountain West as of right now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Fresno State's quarterback. He's going to be great in the NFL. Uh, Boise State, of course, always the class of their conference with this Mountain West. Uh, and they're looking like they are going to clash with Fresno. I'm surprised we didn't give Boise no love at 6-2 and two for our top 25 rankings. Yeah. I think they're right outside. Mountain West, not so great. No. A conference that is right this year is the Pac-12. Hell and you have yeah. Oregon undefeated in conference. USC, UCLA, and Utah all with one loss. This is going to come down to the wire. It's going to come down to matchups. Oregon in the driver's seat right now undefeated. That's why we have them highest at number 8. Uh, USC, UCLA, and Utah right behind them. So it's looking like Oregon against one of those three schools for the Pac-12 title. Yeah, you know, I was high on USC, and I think they have a great thing going on right now. I think there might be a year off, but Caleb Williams is doing a great job out there. That defense, though, is not as good as it was earlier in the season. Uh, And watch out for UCLA. UCLA uh, being able to to come up with a big win, destroying... Uh, their opponent last night with Stanford, and of course, of course, you got to talk about the Oregon Ducks. Oregon Ducks, yep. after that first loss, getting blown out by Georgia, man, are they on a mission right now? Oregon already beat UCLA, so they are have a, all automatically a two game lead on them. U, USC, UCLA, Utah. It's going to be a round robin here to find out, but we're looking like Oregon's going to play one of those teams for the Pac-12. We'll see who gets out of that gauntlet. Another gauntlet's the SEC. Georgia and Tennessee play next week. Winner of that game will most likely secure the East Division and get a spot in the SEC title game against either LSU, Ole Miss, or Alabama. All three of those teams are tied, and they all got to play each other, with the exception of Ole Miss, LSU, because LSU beat Ole Miss already, but Alabama has to play both of those schools. So if Alabama beats both of those schools, they'll play the winner of Georgia, Tennessee. If Alabama falls... LSU or Ole Miss can get the bid. It's uh, crazy. It is crazy. And, you know, here, here's another question for you. If uh, Georgia loses to Tennessee. And they don't play in the championship game, do they still get in? Where do you put Georgia? I mean, losing at home to Tennessee is the thing, though. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if okay, so just looking ahead, if Georgia does lose to Tennessee, you got to move Tennessee to number one. Georgia got one loss. I mean, you you, you got to bump them down. I mean, as of the next week, it's a week-by-week thing. I feel like you got to drop them out of the top four if they lose at home to Tennessee. If Tennessee loses at Georgia, I think they fall to the same spot. I think they both get to like number five if they lose. Whoever loses that game, Clemson moves to four. <laughs> I think Clemson moves to four as long as they win. Yeah, they got to win. But yeah, I think if everybody wins behind them, I think whoever loses Georgia Tennessee will drop out of the top four. 
All right. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's the Southeast Conference. How about the fun belt? Coastal Carolina behind Grayson McCall, 7-1, and 4-1. and one. We didn't give them any love on our rankings. Maybe have them above Liberty, but we already put Liberty in there, so we're going to ride that to the sunset. Looking like they're going to have a matchup with either Troy, South Alabama, or Southern Miss out of the West. We have no idea. The Sun Belt's a lot better than people think this year, but Coastal Carolina, back in the driver's seat as favorites. Yeah, we looked and loved James Madison for a few weeks, but yeah. they have uh, dropped a few, yeah. uh, a couple, and now we are looking at this Coastal Carolina Chanticleers as the favorite. The Chanticleers. The Chanticleers as the favorite to be able to take care of the Sun Belt. We talked about our big matchups next week before we go into the NFL. UCLA visits Arizona State in a game they should take care of business and keep their ranking up. Same thing with Ohio State going on the road against Northwestern. That should be an easy win for them. TCU hosting Texas Tech. Once again, probably another easy victory. Kentucky, who's going to be out of the rankings. They play Missouri. Doesn't really matter. North Carolina should blow out Virginia. Tulane should beat Tulsa. There's our game. 12-30 CBS, Tennessee, and Georgia. That's the game of the week. Clash of the Titans, baby. That's what it's all going to be all about next Saturday. Yep, Oregon visits Colorado. That should be a blowout win for the Ducks. Oklahoma State looks get looks to get back on track against the Kansas team, who started strong and has fallen off as of late. Penn State also looks to bounce back from their loss as they host or they travel to Indiana. Syracuse, who we still have in the top twenty-five, they visit Pitt. Pitt's a pesky team. They gave North Carolina all they wanted yesterday. Danger zone for Syracuse to fall out of the top twenty-five if they lose to Pitt. And they're at home, Pittsburgh, so that could be a little bit of a tough game for Syracuse. Could be very dicey. Illinois gets a formidable opponent, a formidable matchup hosting Michigan State, whose offense is atrocious. So Illinois should be able to take care of business. Same thing with Cincinnati. They host Navy. They should be able to get back on track. Utah plays an Arizona team who plays no defense. There's our other big matchup of the week. Boogie, 4 o'clock ESPN, Alabama at LSU. Oh, boy. And LSU gives Alabama some fits, so that's going to be great to see. Nighttime down in Death Valley. That's a, that's the great doubleheader for Saturday, a 12-30 matchup between Georgia and Tennessee, and then you get to watch Bama LSU. Huge playoff implications and a conference championship implications in those two games. Texas at Kansas State, two teams that we have in our top 25 for next week. That's going to be a banger down there at uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium in Manhattan. Kansas State. Yeah, K-State's at home, man. That should be a great game to see. And, of course, Texas is not – that's not a gimme for Texas. Not a gimme for Texas whatsoever. Michigan should blow out Rutgers on the road. Clemson and Notre Dame. Interesting matchup. Notre Dame's looked better the last couple weeks. I'm seeing – I'm wondering if Notre Dame can give Clemson a push. It's going to be an interesting game as well, and Clemson better be prepared. It's a good thing they were off this week. They get that extra rest. Notre Dame has been coming on as of late. We shall see. They do have a game at home. Nobody's going to care about South Carolina Vandy because neither of them will be in the top 25. Wake Forest and NC State, however, will both be in the top 25 next week. Wake Forest looking to bounce back against NC State without Devin Leary. Could be a good opportunity for Wake Forest to get their seventh victory. Yeah, I like that game also for Wake Forest to take advantage of. No Devin Leary there. Yep. And, of course, they are on the road, though, so that could be a tough one as the Wolfpack are at home. 100%. Then we have our last game is the blowout special, 730 ESPN. USC hosting Cal. They can't afford any slip-ups. I look for USC to take care of business. USC should blow that team out, and they're at home. Should be an easy-peasy schedule, man. We'll look forward till uh, next Saturday to go over all these games. It's going to be very exciting, but we have some NFL to talk about now. We have a London game. We have a London game going on. We got on. London on the track. We got London on the track. And Denver is a 14-10 to 10 leader right now over the Jaguars with 28 seconds to go in the third 
quarter. Jacksonville actually went off to a nice lead um, to project that game. It was a Evan Ingram touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence, and they got a field goal. They actually led 10-0. Denver has scored the last two touchdowns, Jerry Judy from Russell Wilson before the half. Melvin Gordon, a one-yard touchdown run with five minutes left in the third. And with 28 seconds to go in the third, the Broncos lead the Jaguars out in London 14-10. to Interesting. By the time we're done, we will give you another update on that. But let's get right to it here, Boogie. We have the Panthers and the Falcons. Panthers are led by P.J. Walker. Baker Mayfield's going to be the backup. Atlanta, the best team against the spread in the NFL this year at 6-1. and one. Here's the kicker for this game, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Panthers are 2-5, and five, Falcons are 3-4. and four. With Tampa Bay's loss earlier in the week to the Ravens, the winner of this game gets sole possession of the NFC South. That is crazy. Unbelievable. That is crazy. I really can't believe it. Where are we going with the game? But think- you know what happens at the end? Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers talk about soap opera. Man, Tampa Bay gets both of those teams the last two games of the season. And look at that. Just just to, to squeak out the division again and get Brady back to the playoffs. Crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I got to go with uh, two teams that are really bad teams but in a bad conference. I'm going to go over here. I am taking the over. Right. Um, it would be a stay off on the side here. Side. I, I side. I am going with the over. Over 41 and a half. I think both teams uh, mm-hmm. are able to get uh, to the end zone. Give me the over 41 and a half for Boogie. Two-way play to start our pod, baby. I got the Carolina Panthers plus four. P.J. Walker, the former XFL standout. I think the Panthers, it's weird what happens whenever they start letting people go. You know, they let go of their coach. They traded McCaffrey. They traded Robbie Anderson. They beat the Bucks last week. I think they can hang in there. Probably a field goal game. I like the Panthers to cover the four. Panthers plus four. I'm not saying that they're going to the Super Bowl, but it is funny how they did the same thing with the Philadelphia Phillies. Yes, they did. With Panthers firing and Joe Girardi. And all of a sudden, the Phillies are now in the World Series. Now we're playing with house money. Maybe we'll see if the Panthers can get a similar run. They'd be into a step in the right direction with a win here. They'd be first in the division after firing and getting rid of everybody. I mean, you play a little loosey-goosey. You got nothing else to lose. I mean, that's what happens. So new identity for the exactly. Panthers. Exactly. Bears and the Cowboys are our next game, 10 o'clock on Fox. We have seven 10 o'clock games this morning. The Bears are coming off a huge win in New England on Monday night. And the Cowboys, they got Dak Prescott back 24-6. That defense is amazing. Uh, Mika Parsons is questionable. We're not sure if he's going to play or not. Dallas big line here, though. Minus 10. You think they can blow them out? I think this is a game that the Cowboys will win. Uh, Zeke Elliott probably not playing. You're going to see an explosive uh, Tony Pollard be able to play a lot of minutes today. Give me the Cowboys laying the 10 points at home today. Uh, They will be able to shut down Justin Fields and that putrid Bears offense. They scored 38 points against, I don't know what happened with the New England Patriots. Uh, I think they had a little bit of... uh, uh, gamesmanship with yeah. Belichick yes, with playing did. playing games with the two quarterbacks, yeah. and I think that uh, something happened there. I think that was just an anomaly. Cowboys defense at home. Micah Parsons takes care of business, and the rest of the Cowboy team. Dak gets it going. Give me the Cowboys lay the ten. Boogie on Cowboys laying ten points. Another two way play as I like the over in this game. Forty two points with. Uh, Mika Parsons maybe being uh, hobbled. I think the Cowboys Micah, offense. Micah, my friend, Micah. Micah, sorry. I think uh, <laughs> Gonzaga, Gonzaga, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Let's go. I think the, the Nevada, Nevada. <laughs> I think I think the Cowboys should could score some points. I think Dak finally gets back into rhythm after a game back. I like the Cowboys to score in the 30s in this game. So with that being said, I think the Bears get at least a couple scores as well. Um, I'm going to take the over 42 points here. I think this game gets over the total. So boogie on the Cowboys. 
Baron on the over. Baron on the Panthers. Boogie on the over. So, two sides, two totals to start our pod. Dolphins and the Lions. Lions might be the best 1-5 team I've ever seen. They're 1-2 at home this year. They have lost four in a row. And um, we'll see if they can bounce back. Dolphins had a lucky 16-10 win against the Steelers. Two were back in that game. Should be an interesting game. Expect fireworks. Highest total on the board today at 52. Boogie, where are we going in this one? I think this is a different team with two out there. You got Tyreek Hill, and you got a great Dolphins uh, team today. Being able to get healthy is what was important to this Dolphins team. Give me the Dolphins. I think the Lions are just not a very good team. They're showing that again. Um, they got a lot of spirit, but spirit don't win games. Give no, me the no. Dolphins. I'll buy the hook. I'm not getting hooked. Give me minus three. Dolphins minus three for Boogie. Our first drink bet. I'm buying the hook the other way. Detroit Lions plus four. You know what I realize? All of our drink bets are usually you buying a hook on the favorite on the road and me buying a hook on the dog at home. So first drink bet of the podcast. Boogie on the Dolphins. Baron on the Lions. Cardinals and the Vikings. 10 o'clock on Fox. The uh, Cardinals, one of the best. Um, Cardinals are one of the best uh, road teams in all of the NFL. Looking to continue their winning ways. They beat the Saints. Um, 10 days ago, so a long layoff, and uh, Thursday night game, it's essentially like a half a bye. Minnesota, um, they're coming off a bye, 24-16 winning at Miami. Minnesota's won five in a row. I'm not stepping in front of Minnesota unless it's in prime time. Minnesota looking like the class of the NFC right now, and I like them to get a win. Money line is uh, pretty short. I tagged the money line last night at minus 184. I'll lay that juice. Minnesota money line. I'm taking the Vikings uh, minus three and a half. I'm going to buy the hook again on that important hook. Give me the Vikings minus three. I love it. Minnesota minus three for Boog. Minnesota money line for me. So bet both sides and collect a couple units there. Saints and the Raiders. Big time game down in New Orleans. Uh, two and four and two and five. Raiders are zero and three on uh, on the road this year. You have uh, Saints off a ten day uh, layoff after a Thursday night loss to Arizona. You had the Raiders get back on track with a win against Houston. Where are we going here, Boogie? This is essentially a pick on minus one, minus one and a half. That area. What, what are we doing? I think the Raiders team is a lot better than their record shows. Um, last year, they were able to pull out a lot of games and win one-score games. So far earlier this year, they were losing one-score games. I think this is a game that the Raiders can get back on track. Uh, that Saints team is in disarray at 2-5, and five, and they're only 1-3 at the home. Mm-hmm. I think the Raiders get their first win today on the road. Devontae Adams is active. Give me the Raiders, and I will lay one point. Well, Raiders minus one. I'll buy the hook the other way and do plus two. Drink bet number two. I think you're speaking with your heart, my friend. We talked about this pre-show. You've been living in Vegas so long, I think you became a Raiders fan a little bit. Uh, Cowboys, baby, Cowboys. you got to stay away from those homers. Mm. Two more 10 o'clock games, Patriots and the Jets, and a AFC East battle, and a big game in the AFC East, because you know the Bills play Sunday night. And uh, Patriots-Jets, Patriots trying to catch up to the Jets right now, and they're a road favorite, even though they're 3-4 and four against a 5-2 and two squad. Questions at quarterback, Mac Jones will be the starter for the Pats, uh, Jets have won four in a row, longest winning streak since 2010. What's going to happen in this one? I love the, this Jets team. I mean, this is a, a team that is definitely on the way up. Uh, they are 5-2. and two. They are 1-2 and two at home. Unfortunately, they had some bad news after last week's game. Brees Hall's out for the rest of the season, yep. uh, injured, and he is done. Uh, they do pick up Robinson from the Jaguars, who uh, got pushed to the bench after Travis Etienne uh, has been able to play real well for them. Uh, on the Jacksonville side. 
the Jets, though, even though they are a great running team, this Patriots team, I think, is can score some points. Um, I'm going to go over here. Going over the total. 39 and a half points just seems a little bit too low for me. Give me the Jets team and the Patriots team to score some points. I'll take over 39 and a half. Another two-way play for us, Bulls. I like the Jets as a three-point dog on the on, at home, shall I say. I know Belichick's really good off a loss and against uh, young quarterbacks, but got to ride this Jets team till the wheels fall off. Jets plus three for me, over 39 and a half for Bulls. Steelers and the Eagles. Very exciting game. Eagles 6-0 trying to extend their winning streak. Last undefeated team in the NFL. Pittsburgh's 2-5. Um, they've lost four of their last five. They did beat Tampa, and they had a tough loss to Miami last week on Sunday Night Football. Congratulations. Now you got to travel to Philly to take on the best team in football. Philly's undefeated at 6-0, and and they're coming off a bye. That's kind of scary. Interesting game for me. I mean, Eagles, I think, can score a lot of points here. We will see if the young Steelers quarterback can be able to contend on the road against this Eagles, tough Eagles defense. They just picked up another great guy off of a free eight, uh, Robert Quinn, Robert Quinn from, from the Bears. Uh, you got to go ahead, and I think you got to lean Eagles here. Eagles take care of business. They're at home. I'll lay the points. Give me Eagles minus 10 points. Cool. It's 10.5 right now. I'm buying the hook to 11 with my Steelers. Just hang in there, Steelers. It's a big line. Last time they were 10-point favorites, they, they or double-digit dogs, shall I say, they um, – they won the game outright, so just give me the Steelers to, to, to cover here. Steelers plus 11. Drink bet number three. We now transition to the 1 o'clock games, Titans and Texans. We have Malik Willis, the rookie quarterback, drafted by Tennessee to be Ryan Tannehill's predecessor. He is starting in this game. Tannehill out with an injury. And, um, man... The Texans with Davis Mills, 1-4-1. One, one. Not so good. Um, both teams, uh, Texans lost at the Raiders last week, and the Titans beat the Colts. Titans won four in a row after an 0-2 start. Titans going to keep it rolling, or we got the Texans uh, upset? I'm interested to see what Malik Willis can uh, do. Um, you know, it's more of a stay-off game for me, but if I got to go, I'm taking the Titans minus the one on the road. I think that uh, they lean on Derrick Henry, and I will take the Titans in that short one-point favorite roll. With you all the way, man. Money line Titans minus 120 to get their fifth win in a row. Malik Willis shows out for the Titans, and Derrick Henry runs all over that weak Texans defense. Interesting matchup. You were thinking Carson Wentz was going to take on Matt Ryan in this game. Uh-uh. Matt Ryan hurt. He's out. Sam Ellinger will play quarterback. Carson Wentz hurt. And Taylor Heineke will play quarterback. Taylor Heineke against Sam Ellinger. Who would have predicted that at the beginning of the season? I'll tell you what, though. Sam Ellinger in preseason, he's fantastic. And he's a player. And I think the Colts have a better team. And I think they can run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. And I think Ellinger will have a good game in his first start. And I'm going to take the Colts on the money line, minus 150. Again, just the same as me for the Titans. Colts uh, leaning on their young quarterback. Uh, this is going to be a tough game for me. But again, I will go ahead and I will lean on this rookie because they won't let him down as Jonathan Taylor will be getting fed the ball a lot today. Give me those Colts and that Colts defense will take care of business. Indy Colts. Indy Colts for Boogie and the Baron. Niners and the Rams. Holy cow, this is good. Shanahan owns McVeigh, but guess what? Lot of lot of money, a lot of juice on the Niners today. And I'm sorry, I think the Super Bowl champs finally figure it out. They finally find a way. They beat the Giants in the NFC title game last year in this building. And I think they do it again. I'm gonna take the right now, I think it's minus one. Uh I got him on a pick. 
Cool. Uh, give me Rams pick them then. I'm taking the Rams on the pick them as well. I think that they're uh, able to get it done today against this 49er team. They can't figure out the quarterback is just very inconsistent for them with Garoppolo and Jimmy G. Um, great pickup with McCaffrey. I think you will see a lot more of McCaffrey today. Yes. I don't think it's going to matter though. Give me the Rams at home today on a pick them. Same here, brother. Rams all day. And uh, last game at 1 o'clock, Giants and the Seahawks. Seahawks at home, 4-3. and three. Actually, a three-point favorite here. Giants are still not getting any love after their 6-1 start. They're 6-1, 3-0 on the road. Saquon Barkley, arguably the best back in football. Got to take the Giants till the wheels fall off, bro. Giants plus three. Yeah, I'm leaning there with you right there at uh, Giants plus the points. I think they got momentum going. Seahawks got to be impressed with Geno, Geno Smith. I mean, this guy was left for dead last year as a joke to be able to fill in for Russell Wilson. Fill in for him. This guy has got a much better record than Russell Wilson is. Yes, killing them in all passing statistics this year yep. as uh, this team is on a roll. But I think the Giants today, Brian Dable is getting his guys going. Watch out for a big game by Daniel Jones. Give me the Giants today. I'll go ahead and take their points any day. I got them plus three and a half. Oh, boy. Okay, let's buy that to four then. Giants plus four. Giants plus four. Off the key number. I love it. Good good find, Boogie. Packers Bills, Sunday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers, biggest underdog he's ever been in his entire career, getting ten and a half tonight against Buffalo. Buffalo coming off a bye. Good freaking luck. I like the Bills big lay the ten. I mean, this is going to be a, a great matchup, uh, but not from this standpoint. The Packers just can't figure it out on the offensive side. I mean, and I think this Bills defense is going to shut them down at home. I think they're hyped. Packers can't figure it out. Uh, you got Rodgers in just disarray this year with yeah. uh, no Devontae Adams. His <clears throat> wide receivers cannot catch the ball consistently. Uh, Bills defense at home. Watch out. Bills Mafia out there in Buffalo. I'll take the Bills laying the big money points. Minus 10.5. Give me a minus 10. Buffalo Bills minus 10 for Boogie and the Baron. Monday Night Football. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Halloween night is going to be a frenzy in Cleveland, as they will probably be a lot of people in their Halloween costumes. It's going to get a little spooky. Brown's a three-point dog. Uh, they're talking about trading Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb's going to get all the carries, and Nick Chubb's going to run all over this Bengals defense. I think that combined with a opportunistic defense for Cleveland, I think Cleveland can take care of business here. They've lost four in a row. I like them to break the streak. Cleveland plus three now. Man, this is kind of scary when we uh, both agree on a lot of these games. We have some drink picks, but not on this game, my friend. Go, baby. Give me the Browns. I'm going to go ahead and take them in a field goal game. Things happen a little crazy on a Halloween. We don't yep. know what's going to happen. But I can tell you, Browns are going to keep it close. Give me the Browns, plus three and a half. Boogie and I agreeing on every game from 1 o'clock on. All the 1 o'clock Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football, Boogie and I on the same page. Got a couple two-ways, got a few drink bets. We both got the Phillies. It's going to be a good day. That's our slate. That's our show. It's time for best bet time. And I'm leaning a couple of different ways here, man. I really, God, it's so hard. It's so hard. Because i got to be honest, I'm leaning between the Jets and I'm leaning between the, the Rams. You know what? Let's do two. I'm going to give two best bets today. Two best bets? I'll give you a 10 o'clock best bet, the New York Jets plus three at home, and my afternoon best bet, the Los Angeles Rams out of pick them to beat the Niners. There All right. Go. Well, Boogie's Blockbuster, blockbuster Best Bets 
is going to be the over in the Patriots-Jets game. I think there's right. some scoring going on there. Look for uh, that to be a nice little scoring fest. Yep. And then in my second game, Boogie's Blockbuster best bet is got to go with those, hmm, I don't know. I think it's going to be those Dallas Cowboys today, baby. Oh, wow. Cowboys in a blowout today. Cowboys lay the 10 points. Think they take care of business at home. Shut those bears down. And there you go. Cowboys minus 10 and the over 39.5 in and, uh, Jets and Patriots. For Boogie, Jets plus three for me. Rams in a pick em in the afternoon. Good luck, everybody. That's our episode 193. Got a little over an hour to kick off. Enjoy the show. Bear now. Boogie out.